0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.
1: From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, January 31st. I'm Jonathan All. Amtrak's ridership still hasn't fully rebounded to pre-pandemic levels. The newest member of the rail services board says he wants to focus on the basics to fix that.
0: On-time performance is key to me. That really, really drives ridership when you have dependable on-time service.
1: We'll hear from Chris Coos, the mayor of Normal, Illinois, who was recently appointed to Amtrak's board, coming up on the Gateway. Jean Carnahan, the first woman to serve in the U.S. Senate from Missouri, died yesterday at the age of 90. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on how Carnahan formed a potent partnership with her husband, former Governor Mel Carnahan. As explained in a 2016 interview for the Carnahan Policy Institute, Jean Carnahan played an integral role in her husband's political career, ultimately culminating with him winning the governorship in 1992.
0: Writing uh, brochures or speeches or uh, or uh, campaign literature uh you know th- th- that suited me just fine i enjoyed it
1: jean carnahan entered public service herself after mel carnahan died in a plane crash after being appointed to the u.s senate she served on the senate armed services and commerce committees jean carnahan retired from public office after losing a bid for a full term in 2002 she's survived by her three children and five grandchildren i'm jason rosenbaum St. Louis Public Radio. Congresswoman Cori Bush confirmed yesterday that the Department of Justice is looking into how her campaign is spending money on security. Bush told reporters in Washington, D.C. that she's cooperating with the federal investigation, citing threats to her personal safety. Bush's campaign has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal security is simply false. Bush has paid campaign funds to her husband for security. That's not illegal as long as a relative is doing bona fide work and being paid fair market values. The Department of Justice declined to comment. After an almost two-week-long stalemate between Senate Republican leadership and the Missouri Freedom Caucus and a roughly 16-hour filibuster that began Monday afternoon, the Senate yesterday approved a slate of appointments by Governor Mike Parson. A Senate committee also passed a resolution that would make it harder to amend Missouri's Constitution. As St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Kellogg reports, the approvals came the same day as two separate rallies were held in the Capitol, with groups taking opposite positions on initiative petition reform.
2: The first rally, which had roughly 120 attendees, focused on combating the proposed changes to the initiative petition process. Kennedy Moore with Abortion Action Missouri was one of the speakers.
0: These efforts to attack the initiative petition process and upend majority rule in Missouri are nothing but retaliation against the millions of Missourians and Missouri voters who took their freedom and their futures into their own hands.
2: Afterwards, more than 200 people packed a section of the second floor to support the efforts of the Missouri Freedom Caucus and the passage of the IP change resolution out of committee. It is unknown when the resolution will be heard on the Senate floor. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: The doctor who led the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force during the height of the coronavirus pandemic says fewer people are going to the hospital because of COVID-19 than in past years. Dr. Alex Garza is now SSM Health's chief community health officer. He says that, unlike during the last three winters, rates of hospitalized patients in the region are average for this time of year. We thankfully are not having a um, terrible COVID season or ter- terrible COVID wave, I should say, uh, right now because the virus isn't as virulent as it was in the past. Even though it seems like everybody's getting COVID now, there's fewer people needing to come to the hospital. Garza says elderly people and others who are concerned about getting sick should consider wearing masks. He also recommends people should get the latest COVID-19 vaccine, which the federal government approved in September. Veterans awaiting records for needed services from the VA or nonprofits may see their requests pick up pace. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports that's because the National Records Center for Veterans, based in St. Louis County, has largely cleared a massive backlog.
0: Work at the National Personnel Records Center piled up well into the pandemic. In March 2022, requests reached 600,000, a figure that the federal agency had never seen before. After bringing back employees into the office and making other adjustments, the records center in St. Louis County, which serves the entire country, has brought the backlog below 100,000. Rebecca Tallman works with Veterans Housing. She expects wait times to drop. So now that they're clearing that backlog, that's amazing because that means that a veteran doesn't have to wait as long to receive the
1: services that they truly need or the income that they need because they're unable to work due to
0: those disabilities. The center's director says employees worked a lot of overtime and weekends to clear the backlog. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: It took three different nominations and nearly four years of legislative holds for various reasons, but the Senate has now confirmed the mayor of Normal, Illinois, to a position on the National Board of Amtrak, the nation's passenger rail service. Chris Coos told reporter Charlie Schlinker what he wants to focus on in his service on the board.
0: My priorities are, are multi, I would say. Um, they kind of interconnect. Safety, rail safety is a, is a key one. On-time performance, is key to me. That really, really drives ridership when you have dependable on-time service and customer experience. Given my background, that's, you know, that's kind of in my blood. Customer experience also is going to make a difference in terms of ridership.
2: Well, customer experience is there's still significant not on time. How should Amtrak address that?
0: Working with the, the class one railroads to reinforce the idea that Amtrak should have priority on the rails, that's something that that's going to be personal to me, but um, you know, I'm one person out of seven. I don't want to make promises you know, this early in the game, I'm brand new, but those are those are personal issues for me. Okay. So how, how that happens is in conjunction with my fellow board members.
2: So since, since on-time performance and customer experience is important, that sounds like you would probably support the redirect from the existing uh, lines on the Chicago to St. Louis corridor to the Metro lines further east in the Rock Island district uh, to take it out of some of the freight traffic
0: you know there there are uh, a lot of discussions about that with metra and um, amtrak in terms of making that more efficient that is that is part of my understanding is part of what's happening right now
2: in 2021 this big bold 15-year 60 70 billion dollar plan for amtrak service expansion came out and yet over the last 50 years since amtrak's inception it's been a constant fight to hold the line in the face of some lawmakers' skepticism. How do you know that this 15-year plan is going to remain alive given the vicissitudes of what happens in Congress?
0: Well, I don't, honestly. Um, We do have IIJA funding allocated for, for this project, and the amount of funding that came out of that is actually more dollars for the next five years, 15 years, that Amtrak has had since 1971. There's a lot of opportunity there, but there's also a very heavy lift for Amtrak to be able to hire the people to implement these programs. It's going to be very challenging for Amtrak to do this.
2: How do you continue to campaign for the people who are on the fence in Congress about this? What do you have to show them?
0: I think showing them uh, the successes that Amtrak's had, uh, you know, we can always look at the Chicago-St. Louis line, uh, uh, the increased ridership that uh, we've gotten on this line um, with uh, higher speeds, uh, new modern cars. This all makes a difference for ridership. and, And to show those successes, you know it's going to be part of the job.
2: Amtrak had 2.96 million riders last year. It had uh, about a 25% increase in ridership, but you're still 600,000 or so below pre-pandemic levels. A disproportionate amount of the recovery happened in the Northeast corridor. So what needs to happen in the Midwest and and other parts of the country to make up the stagger there?
0: Some of the new rail corridors that they're looking at, some enhancement on the existing corridors, uh, infrastructure upgrades, and I think the infrastructure upgrades in terms of station improvement and rolling stock is gonna make a big difference and, and help to increase ridership.
1: That's Chris Coos, the mayor of Normal, Illinois, and the new appointment to the National Board of Amtrak. He spoke with reporter Charlie Schlinker from public radio station WGLT in Normal. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association.